This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, and welcome to yet another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And what a podcast we've got coming your way. Don't believe me? Why don't you believe me? Why would I lie about something so mundane? Anyway, we start the podcast on breakfast with the wonderful Laura Woods, the equally brilliant Ali McCoist, and their fantastic guest, blimey, I'm bigging this one up, Palace midfielder Andros Townsend on the potential move of Jaden Sanjo to Manchester United and of course the effect it may have on the dressing room at Old Trafford OT to some people I've had both sides of it when I was at Spurs a youngster coming through um, we signed Eric Lamella um, and I was when he first joined I was playing ahead of Eric Lamella and he was reportedly on I think it was 60 70 grand a week and I was on I think at the time I was like five grand a week so I was wow. playing ahead of this guy and I was nowhere near his wages so yeah it did it does cause a bit of unrest and when I went to Palace I was reportedly on more than the players that were already there and I didn't hit the ground running I wasn't playing well so it did cause unrest where players are saying hold on how come he's on that amount and I'm only on this so I think both sides of it, it can cause some problems here is Sancho and it is 4-1 to England you cannot give them any space off the counter-attack that is devastating. Obviously, he's going to bring a lot of creativity. Um, very fast, skillful player. Can play on both wings, two-footed. He's got it all when he's only 20. He's played overseas. He can handle that pressure, going overseas, leaving his family. So I think he's got it all for, for someone at such a young age. So like I said before, 108 million. I think Man United are getting a, a very, very big bargain here. He's a world-class player. He potentially a, a future Ballon d'Or winner. And this is White and Sawyer. Well, it's not actually Jim White. Anyway, it's Natalie Sawyer. Actually, it's not Natalie Sawyer. It was Sam Atleface, Trevor Sinclair and Perry Groves. And this is Jerry talking about Chelsea's William and what he could bring to Arsenal should the Brazilian move across London. He probably wouldn't have to move, actually. He'd just stay where he is. No-brainer. Absolute no-brainer. On a three-year contract with the yeah. big wages? Yeah, but tell you, because we say now that 31, 32, these players... These days, in, in Alder, you'd probably come into your under career at 30, 31. That was as an outfield player. Now, because they look after themselves, they'll be playing until they're like 33, 34. If you look at his injury record, if you go through it, in the last uh, seven years he's been at Chelsea, he averages 33, 34 games a season. So he's not injury prone. He's consistent. He's got a winning mentality. He will try and he will buy into the way that Arteta wants to play. Whereas when he was first at Chelsea, I don't think he went under Antonio Conte when Conte said, "Don't worry, when the three of you don't worry, coming back, you're all right. Just you'll be fine." 
His attitude's good. You know you, you can. he plays in the Premier League, so the risk and reward is very, very low. Is he better than what Arsenal have at the moment? And you'd say, yes. Now, this is Fulham's goal-scoring hero from Tuesday night, Joe Bryan, revealing on The Breakfast Show the trick he used to score that sensational free kick against Brentford and also heaping praise on his manager, Scott Parker. Yeah, no real trick. You've just got to hope the goalkeeper thinks he's going to be across and goes way too far over to his left. When Fulham were frozen out of the Premier League, they pulled out their Parker. And what a snug fit that turned out to be. It's the attention to detail on training, on, on everything, little things like that, like picking up the keeper's positioning, that's, that's that's what's brilliant. And he's inherited a club that was losing every week. There was a losing mentality around the training ground, everything, and, and him and his staff have completely turned it around. And, yes, it's, it's just a brilliant place to be at the moment. Uh, he won't you go for goal instead! Oh, he's won it! What a fantastic goal that is! What a brilliant inventive set-piece from Joe Bryan, who, instead of arcing the ball into the penalty area, went straight from goal. We had a field. I was lucky enough to grow up in, in the country where there's a big field next door, so Dad stuck a goal up, and my brothers used to make me go in goal, actually. I've always said to them, if I didn't go in goal so much, I might be, might have been playing at a higher level sooner. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Dad used to do this thing where he'd toe-punt it at me, looking at one corner and stick it in the other one. And he used to call it the eyes. Everyone's buzzing. It was... It's, those are the sort of football career you, you live for the little memories like that and they go so quickly that celebrating with the ones that you've got there with is, is the best part of it now this is drive time with uh, me actually yeah me Andy Goldstein on drive time with Darren Goff we're talking Gareth Bale after the Real Madrid man was left out of their Champions League squad there's a surprise can't believe it, um, if I'm honest, mate. Gareth Bale, fantastic footballer. Had some great times in Madrid. Um, coming away from there, a very wealthy man, loads of trophies. Um, and people can't say it's been a failure, his time there. But I think his time's up and it's time now to... Well, it's up to him. Um, he either what, retires, if... goes to America, um, goes and plays... Um, in Italy, or he comes to the Premier League. There's his options, aren't they? So it's, it's down to him. I mean, I don't think he's going to be forced to go anyway. He can do what he wants. He's not going to leave. He's not going to leave. Why Why would anyone refuse £650,000? you want to play, pounds? mate. You want to play. He's a very he's wealthy 650 man. £650 a week. If you were sat home on £650 a week and you offered half that to continue working on the radio, what would you do? Well, yeah, I mean, that comes into it. But I think you get to a point, surely, when you're a very wealthy man um, through through a very successful career... It, it's, it's similar to the Mesut Ozil situation, isn't it? So what it might come to is either if they come to some arrangement, a club who fancies him and they pay uh, so much, pay him off some of his contract. I don't know. I don't That's know what's got to happen. It's, it's, it's just a happen. mess. It's a yeah. mess at Real Madrid. They need to sit down with these people and go, right, you, you're never going to play for the club again. What do you want to do? Give us an option. And then they have to work it out. And then they have to pay yeah. him a certain amount of money, maybe, I don't know, half of his contract, pay that up. And then just get rid of him, get him off the books. Because it's not only the fact he's sat in the stands, but can you imagine the bad feeling that that creates in the ground, the training ground, on the pitch, in the dressing room? I just, it's not good for anyone. It's not good. It needs well, you can see he's not happy. You can see he's not happy. You see with Mesut Ozil when he had the umbrella up uh, in the stand. I mean, that was just a ridiculous picture, full stop. And then now you've got Gareth Bale, when they were all celebrating, winning the league, he looked out of it, didn't he? When he, when he Wales qualified uh, last year. Mm. Zidane saying he hasn't got a problem with him. He obviously has. Listen, Gareth Bale's good enough to be on, even if he's not on the in the starting eleven. he's good enough to be on the bench 
for Real Madrid and he's not on it. Mm. There's obviously a huge, huge problem there, whether it's from Gareth Bale and it's his attitude, because we don't know. We're not at the dressing room. We're not in the dressing room. We're not at the training ground. We don't see it. We're sticking up for Gareth Bale because we've seen him play over here. We've seen the ability he's got. And since Zidane's gone back there, it just seems to me as though he prefers other options. Back now to Sam Atterface, Trevor Sinclair and Jerry Groves. Their guest, Greg Rutherford, the Olympic gold medal winning long jumper from 2012. Looking back at Super Saturday, not the one just gone. I mean, it might have been a good Saturday for you, but I'm talking about the one from 2012. You get the drift. So going into it, I, I, I was ranked the world number one long jumper at that time. But the problem had been in my career up until that point. I mean, I'd, I'd been seven years a professional and I'd always been injured. Something had always yeah. gone wrong. And everybody, I think, at that point had gone, look, it's never going to happen for him. It's nice that he's made an Olympic final. But for me, and, and this was the big thing, I think self-belief is a hugely important thing. Because no, nobody's going to give you a, a medal. Nobody's going to sort of give you the opportunity to win anything. Yeah, I just believe that this is for me. This this is the chance. This is the one I've got to chase. I've got to go for. And and it came together. Everybody else wanting to, to sort of have a piece of, of that night and have a conversation about it and be involved. The only time I really got to process it was actually that night because I couldn't sleep I mean I didn't sleep a week that night I got back to the Olympic Village I walked into my room I was sharing with one of my best mates a guy called Steve Lewis who's a pole vaulter and he literally he was asleep lifted his head up went well done mate went back to sleep he was competing the following day <laughs> so that sort of brought it down to, to earth a little bit and I was like right okay but I laid there staring at the ceiling trying to sort of process and comprehend complete silence by about 5am I gave up and just started walking around the village and this is the sports bar, Andy Goldstein sports bar. Of course, I wasn't there. I've already told you. I'd been upgraded to drive. Anyway, in my place was JJB, or Jordan Jarrett Bryan, as a lot of people call him. Easier to say JJB than, of course, his whole name, Jordan Jarrett Bryan, because then it's, it's a long... Well, I've just... Anyway, JJB with JC, Jason Candy. Looking back at Manchester United Europa League clash with Lask, LASK. No one knows which one it is. They were, of course, five them up on aggregate. I wonder if they managed to hang on to that lead. Let's have a listen. By the way, I'm recording this one at half time in the game and it's still nil nil. Well, a little give and go between Mata and Martial makes it Manchester United 2, Lask 1. Nice little bright moment. It's been a flurry of substitutions in this second half, but Manchester United really picked up the pace. It looks like they will win on the night and they're definitely going through. It's 7 1 on aggregate. Now, well, Anthony has uh, upped his work rate. He's uh, working harder in training, he's working harder in the games. Of course, his physical stats show that. He's, um, he's been an absolute joy to work with. His, uh, his attitude's been spot on. And him and Marcus have found and hit off a really good relationship. And of course, with Mason and Bruno coming in, that's improved us creating chances. The team's creating more chances. We're going to get into some chat in a, in a little bit, Jason, uh, about Arsenal. The story broke today that they've made 55 members of staff uh, redundant today. Um, and it's not gotten down very well um, with many many people online. Um, I was listening to some shows earlier on. There's a lot of people that aren't happy about it. Um, just briefly, we'll get into a bit more in just a moment. But what, what's your kind of overview of, of that situation? Well, it's this is you know an incredibly sad situation. Again, we've spoken about um, COVID, that nothing f- is fair about it. I had a conversation with Darren Lewis very early on, quite a heated conversation, very early on, about how I felt that the biggest clubs, in, in, in not just in this country, but across the world, will eventually struggle if it continues the way that, that it was mm-hmm. going. The football's no different to banking, to airlines, 
to, to, to chains, to... I mean, we've seen some of the biggest industries in, in the world struggle. I mean, Virgin Airways have just lodged for bankruptcy. Mm. And, you know, this... Now, look, I'm, I'm not defending what Arsenal have done. What, I'm, what, I'm, what I am doing is, is the most important... <laughs> The footballers at the club are the ones that make the club tick. No one is ever going to say, and uh, William, uh, Bamiyang should not get their money because the cleaner needs an extra five pound a week or an extra. No one's ever going to say. But should they? Um, but the, the most important people at the football club are the, are the players. It's just it's there's no right or wrong about it. It's not fair, but that's just the way it is. Mm. And they, this doesn't look good. I hope my club doesn't go down this route. It doesn't look good. But when other other industry does it, what, what, why sh- why can't Arsenal do it? Now, Wolves' season started over a year ago during the Europa League qualifying rounds, and it continues tonight against Olympiacos at Molyneux. And manager Nuno Espirito Santo told James Savundra, I don't need to do it with James's name, do I? James Savundra, that despite the fatigue, his players have the commitment to keep going. A lot of commitment and a lot of belief been a long time together so we know that we have to to engage we have to, to commit our ourselves to to each and new new challenge that we have ahead of us we've been good on that because we have a small squad so every player has been taking care of themselves and maybe it's lucky it's maybe it's lucky that or we have all the players available maybe it's lucky and just finally from me Nuno there's transfer rumors everywhere at the moment now the transfer window is open have you had any assurances that You'll be able to keep some of your key players this summer. Speculation, speculation, James. Uh, we don't, we don't, um, we don't. We try to ignore them. We don't uh, pay attention to them, so we don't get distracted. All the players are are available, and and everybody is is committed to it. This is two for the price of one, with Andros on breakfast and Danny Mills on kickoff, talking Nathan Aki and his move from Bournemouth to Manchester City. I think it's a bargain. Nathan Ake could be the, the piece that Man City missed this season. Um, you don't really see two left-footed centre-backs too often, but I think he's a player who will come and slot straight in and he, he knows Pep's way of playing. He's done it before. He's from Holland. Uh, they, they're kind of brought up on that style of play. So I think he'll slot in perfectly. I think it's a, it's a top, top signing for Man City. Nathan Ake has now completed, as expected, his £41 million move from Bournemouth to Manchester City. I told you this morning that personal terms have been agreed. It was just the formality of a medical taking place at the Etihad. That has now gone through as well. And Nathan Ake is a Manchester City player. It's a five-year contract. Clearly doesn't fancy John Stones, you know, Otamendi at times. You can't keep playing Fernandinho, you know, out of position, in that position. You have to remember, he's had a good school as well. He's come, you know, he obviously was at, he was at Chelsea. You know, then he had a few loan deals and... At the time, he probably left Chelsea because Chelsea at the time had some very, very good defenders and he didn't really see a pathway through of breaking into their team. So he went out on loan and obviously left to, to Bournemouth on a, on a permanent deal. He's a good player. He, he can play, but he can also defend. And then you have to think, actually, what has Guardiola done with the majority of signings that he's had? He's improved them. Over now to Hawksby and Jacobs with a brand new feature. Yeah, usually they do clips of the week. Well, they've upgraded it to clips of the midweek. I didn't make that decision. Alan Brazil now, and he's out on the road, quite literally. We've just been in the MG, which is probably the nicest car I've ever sat on in my life. <laughs> well, he's a big man, Alan. And in most MGs, like an MG midget, Alan would have to sit on it as opposed to in it, wouldn't he, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, that's very true. Sticking with Alan, alongside Graham Beecroft at mm. Cheltenham, making some plans for the evening. 
Uh, what are you doing tonight? Where are you going for dinner tonight? Because you're getting a bit of a night bird, you know. Are you suggesting that I'm not coming with you? Are you, you know, are you going to jack me uh, off? No. I'm... Oh dear. <laughs> I think we'll move on rather. We'll move on rather <laughs> rapidly. Maybe that phrase has got a bit of a Merseyside meaning that we don't understand. Mike Parry here with Andy mm. Townsend talking all things film. Do you know they're named after Orson Welles? <laughs> Orson Welles, because they they apparently love the film, the uh, the one about uh, you know the great press baron. You know, oh. you know. Uh, Citizen, Citizen Wells, Wells. Yeah. Citizen Wells, a favourite film. Citizen Wells. <laughs> He's priceless, isn't great, he? isn't it? <laughs> we do a Mike Parry's film show. we definitely got to get that off. See if we can have a word with Times Radio, see if, see if they're citizens. Anyway, move on, Andy. Here's our much-loved and sadly missed former cricket correspondent, Jack Bannister, having a bit of an open all-hours moment. It was the um, emergency opener, uh, Irvan Patan. Fetcher Cloth Granville. Returning to Mr. Brazil with mm. some important information that he clearly felt we needed to make a note of. So it's very important, so grab your pens back home. Grab your pens. Have you got a web, ad- a web address? D- uh, d- let's do this. Grab your pen and pencil. <laughs> Just in case your pen's not working. <laughs> you know, if you've got a quill, get your quill. <laughs> a piece of slate and a chalk. Did Whatever he you got. pen Anything. and paper? Write it in blood if you have to. <laughs> so it's, it clearly it must have been the Lexus website. I think it was that, that sort of era, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Is it you? Uh, I think it is. Staying with Alan, uh, here he is talking football. The one thing you say about Reading is the amazing. A uh, team ship, a uh, team team ship they have. Sorry. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, yeah, these days, uh, team ship. They do have great team ship. Uh, that's yeah. when I think Reading. I do think uh, team ship, don't you? Whatever that is. Yeah. This is Paul Breen Turner alongside Rodney Marsh on Drive taking a call. Well, Let's go to the line, like. shall we? Tom in Coventry, you're on Talk Sport. Here we are. <laughs> we a bit of instant mash <laughs> after that. And finally, it's Andy Townsend and Mike Parry taking another call. Hubert, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, um, good show, good show. I'm liking the show a lot um, um, today. Mm-hmm. Beaky. Um... <laughs> Obviously Beaky. not that much. Yeah. You know, who's, don't know who's presenting It's not it. good calling Andy Townsend Beaky, though, with that nose. <laughs> <laughs> not ideal, Get really. Harsh. That's it. Thanks for listening to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast. You can, of course, listen to us on the TalkSport app. Or, of course, we're still available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts from. But if you want to add the TalkSport app to your phone, you can listen to all the podcasts, plus all your favourite radio shows as well, which obviously be mine. A reminder that tonight at 5.55, that's when it kicks off, Bayer Leverkusen against Rangers in the Europa League last 16 clash. That's over on TalkSport 2. And straight after that in an 8pm kickoff on TalkSport, it's Wolves against Olympiacos, presented by Hugh Wozencroft. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great evening. I'll be back at 4pm today alongside Goffey. I say alongside him, he's actually at home, but, you know, in the virtual world. From 4pm, as I mentioned, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.